What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on social platforms at ZanMorning. Today we've got part two of my conversation with Chuckster. If you missed part one, or you somehow are living under a rock and don't know who Chuckster is, make sure to go back in the archives and check out part one after this one, or before this one. It doesn't really matter because it's all great stuff. Today me and Chuck talk about binders, card storage, some of his favorite sets, and the stories that can be told from wrestling cards. We also talk a little bit about how the current in-ring product affects the wrestling card market and a few other odds and ends. Something that's interesting too, that time period, that 2010 era, you know, give or take a few years, seems like really dead time for wrestling cards. Like of all the times I can think of, even in the mid nineties, when I was growing up, like I would still see wrestling cards, but man, during that time period, when tops took over and there was, you know, I mean, you had TNA stuff out, but like, I don't know. They didn't, I couldn't find it as much. And even when I found it, it was like marked down. Nobody wanted it. Uh, it did you see that same thing? Uh, maybe, exactly, that to, yeah. maybe that had to do with the on-screen product too, which were, you could say the same thing about right now, potentially. But I would pick it up if it, if it was marked down or I'd go on eBay and somebody'd say, Oh, I, I just put together my set. I have all these le- extras left over in a lot here. You know, here's the lot for 20 bucks or whatever. I would go in and buy it whether I needed it or not. Cause I figured, once I got enough, maybe I could put together another set, pass it on, send it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I would buy the lots and um, that was always a fun thing to do, you know, and, uh, but the, yeah, the TNA uh, yeah, stuff. People, people complain about not being able to find the product now, like what you just said, buying lots and mm-hmm. buying collections. It's, that's one of the most fun things that I like to do because it's the hunt. You never know what's going to be in there when you buy it. I, I bought a, uh, a collection. Oh, it's probably been 10 years now, but some woman, had an eBay auction on there. She said $75 or best offer. Um, my son went away to college. I have these binders of his wrestling cards, whoever makes the best offer, whatever. So I put the best offer and I got it for like $75, $80. I can't remember. Uh, I got two big boxes full of binders that showed up on my doorstep and I opened it up. There was 83 all-stars, was 82 all-stars. There was animation from over in Italy. There was I mean, there was tons of old stuff. And like when I pulled out Andre the Giant All-Stars card out of there, I said, well, I just made my money yeah. back. You know, it just, yeah. and, and I, I can just see her son coming home from college in, in, a, in a couple of months. Mom, what you do with all the wrestling cards? <laughs> Sold it for 75 bucks. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's hope he doesn't just, see this now. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, was, that was pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, I... I I made out pretty good on that deal. That was good. That was a good buy. So you just uh, mentioned binders. We've talked about some top loaders. We've talked about, you know, 300 plus sets. What is the best way you found as far as how to store your cards? And then we can kind of break down those individually. I do binders. Um, the only time I use a top loader or, or, a, or, a, or a little heavier duty one is if I have a really extremely rare one that I don't want any damage to get to. I mean, I don't damage any of them, but there's right. some that are like, like my, my rock autograph that I have from, from duo cards, comic images. That's, that's in a magnetized sealed <laughs> uh, thing. But mostly I just put them, I put them in binders and <clears throat> I do them by company and by year. And uh, like, for instance, all the TNA stuff are in binders together. 
uh, from the 2004. And then I, in the order that they were, they were released, I have them in the binders. And like all the 2008 sets are together, all the 2009 sets are together and so on. Now, when I got up into the top stuff, because they seem to be releasing the same sets every year anymore, like Road to WrestleMania comes out every year. Um, the uh, uh, SummerSlam series comes out every year. There was a, just the regular 2009 set, 2010 set, their, their basic set come out every year. So I kind of broke those down. Like I have binders with all the Road to WrestleMania 2014, 2015, 2016. I have all the Road to WrestleManias together. I have all the Undisputeds together. I have all the SummerSlams together. I have all the, the yearly releases together. And then when it comes down to just oddball, they, they just release one set per year. Then I have a separate binder that I'll do again by, by year. You know, I break it down by year. So, and then of course I have on the side of the binder, I have what, you know, everything that's in the yeah. binder. So I can just go to the shelf and pull it down and hunt it out. I do separate out my autograph cards, my swatch cards and my Mac cards into separate binders. All the autograph, all the WWE, WWF slash E autographs go in one binder. TNA autographs go in a separate binder. Then there's a separate binder for the Mac cards for both. A separate card for binder for swatch cards in both. Like a TNA swatch, a WWE swatch, a TNA Mac binder, and a WWE Mac binder, and so forth. So I keep all of them separated. <clears throat> But I also your OCD is really kicking in to have them all right together. It does. It does. I got (laughs) got to know where to find it. It's 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 horrible. (laughs) I don't think I think I love it. I love it. I'm I'm doing a similar thing with like a Shaquille O'Neal and Dennis Rodman collection I just started, and I do the same thing when I'm lining things up on display. They may not be in a binder, but I totally get it. Uh Yeah, I I gotta have it. And then uh, what what really bothers me too is I'm I'm a big fan which I'm probably sure you're aware if you followed me for any length of time, big fan of the tops now stuff that they do the online yeah. stuff. And they did it the same thing with the NXT and on the NXT line, they have misnumbered. They have oh, yeah. skipped it's numbers nuts. that has driven me insane because if it goes to card number five and then it jumps up to card number seven, there's no six ever made. And it's yeah. like, Oh, I want a six. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I have to put them in the binder and I have to leave an open spot <laughs> in case a six ever does crop up, which right. I know it won't because I've been keeping track of it ever, you know, ever since they started. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wound up when it comes to, to knowing what I have. Yeah. Tops is quality control lately. It's just been terrible. It has, it has. And, and they didn't even release uh, the elimination chamber was Sunday night, mm-hmm. usually Monday by noon the four or five cards in that pay-per-view will be online. They're not, they're not there. There is no elimination chamber card. So did they do away with it? Are they not going to put it out? Are they going to wait until fast lane? Are they going to wait till WrestleMania for the next set? Or did they just do away with it? Don't know. It's not a good way to, you know, keep the wrestling, like wrestling cards are on fire. Now we all know that. Mm -hmm. And then here you have like the sole proprietor of WWE Mm -hmm. cards and they're not even, telling people what they're doing it's not a good look and on their, and on their main website there's usually a drop a drop down menu in the upper left hand corner that lists all what they have like wwe or soccer or star wars or whatever they've, they've taken the wwe out of their drop down list oh is that but they're still doing the living stuff so i mean hmm. so, i'm wondering if they're transitioned if they're only going to keep one going and just go to the living instead of the now 
it's possible because they just recently started that this moment in WWE history also, which is yeah. a, an ongoing set and they're still selling those too. So, but they just restarted their tops now for a fifth series with the Royal Rumble cards. Number one through five just came out for the Royal Rumble for this year. So why would they lose five and then stop doing it? Why didn't they just stop at the first of the year if they were going to stop it? Yeah. <laughs> so nobody seems to know. We're all just keeping our eye on the site and going in every day and, and checking it out and seeing what's going on. So, <clears throat> so you mentioned binders. Uh, this is uh, pretty important. I've recently found some binders I think work really well. You've been doing this longer than me. So what is your, like, what kind of binders do you use if you use a specific kind? And what's your best advice on storing them? Because uh, Tony Bell has talked about this before. A lot of times on the binders, you know, you stand them up so you can see what's on them. But a lot mm -hmm. of times the pages on the bottom, the bottom row of those cards get bent. Do you have any mm -hmm. suggestions on how to prevent that or basically how to, the best way to store those binders if you're using traditional binders? I'm using the traditional with like, like the D rings on them mm -hmm. so that you know. Yep. But um I stand most of mine up. I've never really had any issues with damage on them. Okay. If they're a real heavy card, those I get concerned about, I'll lay them on their side. But with, a, with you know, kind of like, like this. I'll lay so them like this. If you get, but, do, you, do you stack, if you, have you ever stacked the binders and does that do any damage if you lay them flat? Yeah, no, it don't because I, I cross, like for instance, the back will be here on this one, the back will be here on this one. I got Because they, sl they slant, you know, mm -hmm. obviously. So like if I got two binders, like that okay yeah. and you have and, uh, of all these years you haven't found any damage doing it that way no no ab absolutely not now i have seen some pages sag uh this isn't cards by the way this is just a notebook full of papers but uh, uh, still but if, if i'll stand them up if i notice they're going to start drooping like towards the bottom mm -hmm. then that's going to be one that's going to go on the side but but i don't i don't stack the binders that full so they're not gonna you know i i, I I've just never really had any any damage. I know some people have said that they have, and I keep an eye on it. I haven't really had any issues with it. I know I think it might have been you or somebody I saw had a binder that now zips closed. Yeah, Tony's got one and I got one, but we both have different ones. Uh, the ones I've started using are called Z Folios, and they are fantastic. Like you can, mm -hmm. they're they're double. They have like this, you know, that like soft felt finish kind of thing, and. Mm -hmm. your cards slide in from the side so if you tip them up and down they can't go anywhere and then it zips up my only problem is like i like um i've got these cubes i store vinyl records in and that's mm -hmm. what i was going to store my binders in these binders are like this big they're they're so they're so tall you can't fit them in there so i'm trying to find a solution oh, wow. to that but uh, mm -hmm. they're the best binders i ever had but they're also uh 25 dollars 30 dollars a piece now they wow. have all they have all the pages in them and they're they don't mm -hmm. use a D ring so it's it's really nice and I think you can store like you know 3 400 cards per binder so mm -hmm. it, it's still pretty good but yeah it's just something interesting I started looking at that um, might be something I might be looking into a bit but at 25 dollars a pop and I've got over 70 binders that, that would be you know to me that would be it's an investment deep, deep, pockets, <laughs> deep pockets yeah when I've already got it yeah. So you got all these binders, which uh, we'll both agree is the best way, I think, to look at sets, because if you just got them in a box, it's too hard to go through. So you got all exactly. these binders, and most people are probably thinking, well, you just got them put away, whatever. Like, how often are you getting these out and looking through them? Because that's part of the fun of collecting, even if you're not buying new stuff. Once or twice a week. That's great. I, and, I, and I pick a different thing each week. Because, and, and I think my renewed interest came when I joined Twitter. 
because yeah. there were so many. That's su just such a wide. I, I wasn't expecting the wide response I would getting on Twitter. You know, I, I I was used to doing just message boards and and Facebook with a couple of friends, and when I joined Twitter, it just wow, wow. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this, and uh, and people got to talking about this card or that card or asking me about this or that, and so I figured well. I, d I do know my stuff, but I've lost a lot of things because I've got so much stuff. Like I've forgotten about this or I've forgotten about that. So when I see a discussion thread start up, I'll dig out that binder and I'll go through it and I'll look through it so that when I jump into the conversation, I'm not sounding like a dummy. You know, I kind of, right. you know, they, they did this with that or they did this with this. And um, so I've really enjoyed doing that. And also another well, like, like I've told you, I've, I've dealt with Tony for several years. Um, another site that I deal with, too, is Paul up in Canada. He has the wrestling card price, price guide. guide. Um, I've become one of his kind of contributors. He kind of counts on me for the tops now and the NXT now stuff. And I help him with the independent stuff. So uh, he's done a really good job, you know, just kind of logging what's out there, too, because Tony had kind of, you know, when he had got away from it about 2015, 2016, and Paul just kind of wanted to keep it going until Tony and David could get that going again. And so between he and I, we've kind of listed things that are still out there. We haven't checklisted everything, but we've listed what site, what, what's available. And it's a pretty good resource to, for, for finding out what's out there. You know, you, you might not know everything that's in the set, but at least you'll know that set's out there and what to look for. So, but uh, <clears throat> So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Out of all the sets you have, what's your favorite three base sets? What's my three favorite base? Uh, definitely the uh, 2010 Platinum, <clears throat> 2015 Undisputed, and obviously just because it was my first. 1987 tops. Top. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily in that order, but those are right. my, if you want to pick my top three, has to be those. Yeah, I've, I've talked about it before. I've got um, one 1987. Well, I've got I've got a few. I have a couple complete sets, I think. But I have the one card that says "Listening to Hulkamania." I don't remember the card number, but uh, it's got Hogan cup in his ear, and I've had that card since I was four years old. I got it. I was born in '84, and I got it in '88, and I still wow. have it. <laughs> <laughs> you were born right about the, about the time WrestleMania was just yep. started up. <laughs> yep, I'm, I, that's I was. Uh -huh. That's why I'm hooked. Uh, all right. it took was Hulkamania and, and just going from there. So I, I, was, I was sitting in a bar watching WrestleMania 1. <laughs> they have closed circuit <laughs> there TV. We go. And before pay-per-view come out, they would have closed circuit TVs. Certain hotels and bars would actually get the, the rights to, to show it. And you would, have, you would just pay to get into the lobby of the hotel or the bar or whatever. You could watch a WrestleMania. That's how I saw my first two or three WrestleManias. And uh, and when we were talking about the food cards, too, another one that's two, two others that's kind of interesting. Circle K. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're familiar with the Circle mm -hmm. K. Um, they were kind of neat. Most people have them with the cards, but I don't, a lot of people don't have, which I do, is the card actually had a scratch-off game on the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. And I have the entire set with the scratch-offs not scratched off. Awesome. And, and that's that was a pretty pretty cool set to 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 get. I, I just like the look of those because that was right around the era that I started getting into wrestling because it had like Hogan and Hercules and Heenan and you know all the, all those all those good guys. And the other one, which is kind of neat, it's a really odd offbeat food product. And I think I might have seen it on one of your shows too. 
the little Borden's sticker cards oh, that yeah. come in mm-hmm. bags of chips. Yep. Back in my back in my hanging out at the corner bar days, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you're pounding them back, you gotta have that taste for salt. Well, there there was you know, give me a bag of those old chips or give me a bag of those popcorn over there. And I oh no, give me that one there. It has a sticker in sticker. it. <laughs> I would I would just sit there and kind of wipe out the bar on all their <laughs> just just to get just to get their little stickers out of it. That was I was hardcore in that. Um, that's that's actually more product I have from when I was a kid. I, I think I got those from one of my parents that saved them for mm-hmm. me. But I like there's just a handful of stuff that I somehow still have from when I was, you know, th- three, four years old. And it's just amazing that I still have it. Last question. This could maybe be short, a little bit longer. Kind of depends on how you take it. Where do yeah. you see wrestling cards as far as the market whether it's money, whether it's popularity, mainstream, where do you see wrestling cards going in the next few years? Nothing but up, nothing but up, because all of the really good stuff that's out right now is starting to dry up. Most specifically, the FLIR, and the FLIR, the FLIR product is amazing. I love, I love when they had the license. They just did some amazing stuff, and I just, I don't see the current tops stuff doing that, but I do see like the FLIR stuff doing it, and and some of the uh, some of the offbeat panini stuff and things like that, I, I see them going through the roof. But the the current product right now, I think it's just going to kind of the, the market is just so flooded with the new top stuff that I don't see them going anywhere unless somebody is a really really big breakout star, and you know, and people start gobbling up that particular one card out of that set, and then everybody's thinking, oh my god, I can get the whole set, but I can't find that one card. Right. That, that that might be an issue, but I don't see the current tops product really taking off. But I do see up until about FLIR, you know, up until the FLIR years, I see them going through the roof. And especially that uh, the Royal Rumble set from uh, 2002. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, with all the rookies that they have in there and the and the dual swatches that they have in there, it's it's just going to it's just going to be through the roof. And I actually see some of the indie stuff. Going, yeah. going, going really crazy. Um, one set that's still available right now. Um, I got it at high spots, and it's only like ten bucks. It and there's not that many cards in it, but it's a it's a set dedicated to Bruiser Brody, mm-hmm. and it's put and his his wife Barbara was very instrumental in getting that put out. And I think they made like two thousand sets of it, which but is really nothing it, in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Exactly, and I see that set actually kind of taking off because Brody was a at least for me, Brody was kind of a. I love idol, Brody, you know? and uh, you know, so uh, I liked a lot of those old school wrestlers. I mean, my my favorite wrestler of all time, uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. There you go. There's but an old Buddy school. Rogers is is my is my really old school go to guy. You know, uh, when it comes to the newer stuff, I mean, I like some of the new guys, but you you got. I I just loved a, a, an almost pure wrestling match to collar elbow hook up the takedowns and reversals. That's what got me into wrestling to begin with. No, and uh, but and and I see those guys' cards taken off, like the 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 Imagine stuff already is now, and they had like what six or eight autograph cards from the Imagine set, mm-hmm. and uh, it was an all black and white set. From what I understand, Bruno San Martino was pretty instrumental in getting those guys to sign those cards. Interesting. Um, yeah, I I had heard that he had taken them to those guys and said, "Hey, I'm we're putting this set together." I need you to sign these cards. I need you to sign these cards. So I, th- I thought that was a little bit of, I don't know how true it is, but that's what I've heard. And 
why doubt it? It's a good story if it's not true. You know, it's still a good story. <laughs> it's amazing the stories that you can uncover from cards when you start digging in. Speaking of mm-hmm. digging in, that you just uh, led to two more questions I want to ask. Do you okay. think the uh, whether it's the current, uh, we'll say modern wrestling fans are buying the t-shirts, buying the wrestling figures, not buying the cards, etc. Do you think no matter what company it is, the the reason some of these cards aren't uh, skyrocketing like popular sports or uh, popular like Pokemon, stuff like that, the popularity, the prices of modern wrestling aren't exploding like those things. Do you think that has anything to do with the on-screen in-ring product? Probably. I'm not, I'm not real. I still watch it faithfully, Mm -hmm. but right now I'm not a fan of it, but I still watch it because I watched it when it was good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fair weather friend or a fair weather fan. Now I liked it when it was good. It'll be good again. And maybe one day, one of those guys that's in in there now is going to, you know, down the road, he's going to take off. But yeah, it's, I, I don't see people wanting and there, there's a few, I, I, I won't mention any names because if I do, somebody will jump on me. Oh, oh yeah. If you yeah. like that wrestler. <laughs> yeah, there, I was going to say there was one particular wrestler I was going to name, but I'm not going to because I'm not going to get my, get my throat thrown off. Yeah. But, you know, people down the road are just going to say, uh, you know, oh, I didn't buy any of his stuff. I don't like him. But then 10, 10 years down the road, oh, man, I should have bought him. But, you know, and, and that, that could happen. It's going to happen. And that, that leads into the next question. So let's say they love wrestling. People love wrestling. WWE Network's out there. YouTube's out there. So you've got everything from, you know, your mainstream Saturday night main event on the network to like weird blood and guts Puerto Rico stuff with Bruiser Brody and Abby in it. You got all this history of wrestling. If people, Do you think people maybe would start going back and looking at, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s wrestling that you can't, that is a little bit more obscure or not as well known as what the WWE likes to publicize? And it's not the, you know, Monday Night Wars. Do you think people will go back and look at that stuff and start finding the cards that correlate with that at all? Like, for example, let's just say the, um, you know, the All-Stars Pat Patterson. Like, everybody knows him, but they didn't know he's a wrestler. Same thing with Brody or, like, Kerry Von Erich. A lot of those cards are only popular to the diehards. Do you see mm-hmm. the mainstream wrestling fans kind of picking up on that? Or do you think they're mainly just looking at going forward? I, I, think, I think they're just looking at it and then moving on because once they grow up, most of the, most of the people are just getting away from it. I would hope that some of them would stick with it and start doing the research and looking back because there's some pretty awesome stuff. When you mentioned Patterson, you know, the first IC champion quote, quote, in, in Puerto yeah. Rico, you know, <laughs> but uh, there, there's some really, really good old school stuff out there. And right now, as much as I enjoy watching some of the athleticism in the ring right now, I still miss the days of let's just beat the crap out of this guy. Oh, you know, yeah, get in the yeah. corner, and just boom, boom, you know. Yep. And, uh, there was, I mean, you had like Lou Thaz and you had Buddy Rogers and you had, you know, uh, just so many of those great, great old killer Kowalski and he had the claw, you know, and, and or Baron, that was Baron Von Raschke. I'm sorry, it was the claw. And you know, these guys were just really fun to, fun to watch and they were brutal. I was at an indie show that had Terry Funk and Abdullah the Butcher. Yikes. <laughs> and, and Abby picked up uh, a trash can and bashed it over Terry and Terry was bleeding and he was laying on the floor and it was, and some woman in the stands who was really marking out, she's like, Oh my God, somebody called the police. He's going to murder him. I mean, she was freaking out. It's like, lady, it's, it's, it's entertainment. You uh-huh. know, like, 
Sounds like a mod- sounds like a modern internet wrestling fan complaining exactly. about exactly. So you know, it's, to to me that was a fun match. You know, I knew what it was, and I knew it was yeah. You know, I knew everything was going to be okay in the end, but um, but those were the kind of matches that I don't want to see that in every match. Right. But yeah. I'd like to see it. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what Kenny Omega and John Moxley does with this exploding barbed yeah. wire death match. You know, yeah, I remember this. I remember the Terry Funk and Mick Foley one from Japan. That was I have that on tape somewhere still this day. That was an amazing match. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> so I think if they look back and I think people are seeing the shows today and thinking, "Wow, this is really something compared to the old stuff." If they go back and watch some of the old school, they're going to think, "Wow, really? They did that?" Yeah, yeah. And, and that could that could be the one match that sparks the interest in somebody to start collecting and start, you know, I just, I just want to see some of the younger collectors start getting into it a little more. I mean, I just, uh, and, and again, like I touched on based on, I think one of Tony's shows, it seems to be a very male dominated hobby right now. I'd like to see a lot more of the female because the women now are starting to actually wrestle. Yeah. And they're doing a good job. Yeah, so the TNA stuff. I mean, Be- Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, um, uh, just so many. Uh, Shayna Baszler. I mean, these 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 girls really, girl, not women, girls, women have really taken it and shown what they can do with it, and show what the females can do with this sport too. And they've just really nothing's going to beat that Becky Lynch and and Charlotte Flair. Uh, free for all they had a couple years yeah. ago i think of it Earth revolution that's the one that just said wow okay these two girls are are it you know and uh, so if the if the girls can see you know kind of watch these women think yeah yeah wow there's there's actually some good women maybe we'll start collecting the women's cards you know i don't know i don't know some something to spark the interest and yeah and the thing I, with wrestling like you've got wrestling you've got WNBA, and you've got women's ufc that's like the three off the top of my head women's products that I can think. So that's a good sign for the wrestling cards. I think for, if we can get more females involved. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Something else about wrestling cards. I just want to touch on, in my opinion, wrestling cards are one of the easiest gateways to get your base information on wrestling history. You get a a moment in time, you get a bio on the back. I mean, prime example of those 82, 83 all-stars, you know, if, if you guys are unfamiliar, read some of the bios on the back of those the stories that they're telling about these guys before they're even big time. I'll just use Hogan, for example, or Ted DiBiase. There's another one that you can, it's just amazing to look at that. You also mentioned the Foley Terry Funk. I have one of the, uh, I have a PSA nine actually bought from David Peck of the 95 BBM Cactus Jack card where he's got the barbed wire and blood on him and stuff. When I look at that card, it sends me back to that match and it represents, that was my introduction to death matches. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've kind of gone in and out of whether I love or don't like death matches since then, you know, my tastes kind of changed throughout the years, but it's amazing. That's, that's what cards do is they represent a time, a history, a memory, nostalgia, all of that wrapped up together. Do you have yeah. any final words on wrestling cards before we get out of here? Collect everybody, just get into it, collect what you like. Uh, again, like I've heard so many times, there's no wrong way to collect, collect what you want, what you like, how you like, but just collect them. The more people know about this, the more, uh, the more fun the hobby is going to be, the more people you're going to meet because you're going to, you're going to get on these boards and these chat rooms and, and you're going to be able to talk to other collectors and, 
and find out things. So, you know, I just, I just think that the hobby in itself, it's growing by leaps and bounds right now. And I don't want to see it stopping. But, yep. but again, like me, I'm 62 years old. My, you know, I've had my day in the sun. We need some more, some more younger, younger collectors coming in and, and helping a little bit too, you know, and, uh, and there's still people like me around that's willing to help, willing to answer questions, willing to see what I can do to help. But just, just learn about it. It's just so fun. And it's just a good escapism. It's good nostalgia. So collect, just collect however you want to collect and what you want to collect. And one other thing I'll throw in, you just touched on, uh, since I started putting out content and getting a lot more involved with social media a year ago, so, or whatever, uh, I, the wrestling car community is some of the most fun and helpful people of any of the card communities that I've ever been a part of. And speaking of that, let everybody know where they can find you, follow you and check out all of your collection. Uh, the only place I'm really good on right now is Twitter under the Chuckster, or you can, I have just, uh, signed up with discord. Yep. Um, and I'm also under Chuckster on Discord. So uh, those are the two places that I post. I don't do Facebook on that. Facebook is mostly for my family and friends collection. Twitter is for my wrestling and so is my Discord. So uh, you can check me out there, hit me up. Any questions you got, I'll be glad to try to help you out. Chuckster, thanks for joining us today and giving us your time. And thanks for all the collecting over the years that allowed that information to come to light. So thanks. Thank you. Thanks for asking me, Zane. Thanks again to Chuckster for coming on the Wrestling With Cards podcast for a quick chat. I hope the interviews and the content with these people, the information, the experiences that they've provided for you can help you navigate the world of wrestling cards. I hope it helps provide different perspectives. We all like different aspects of the hobby, and it takes all different kinds of people and collectors to make this hobby ecosystem continue to flow. If you like my chat with Chuckster today, and you haven't already, please subscribe, leave me a review on whatever popular podcast platform you're listening to this on, and share this with a friend. That may be the most important thing you could do is share this show. I talk all the time about community, and the wrestling car community is one of the best. Got to get more wrestling fans into wrestling cards. We're seeing a lot more people coming into wrestling cards recently. No, this isn't a pump and dump. This is all just to build the community and have some fun. So share the show with someone you know who likes wrestling cards, sports cards, or hasn't yet jumped into wrestling cards at all. Check the links in the show notes for all the ways you can help show your continued support to my content. Keep it going each week. And until next time, keep having fun, keep collecting. We'll see you.